In episode 4.0 of Unshuffled, we choose the fourth band to get the Unshuffled treatment. But first, as always, here's our awesome intro music from Seven Planets. Scotty D here. Matt. Good, sir. How are you? Very well, my man. Love these episodes. You know where I get nervous about these podcasts is, is we're locked in, and it's just what if, what if the next band we choose becomes we like? Well, fortunately, we have not had that yet. We haven't, it's and let's been, hope it doesn't happen. Let's hope it doesn't happen. How have you spent your week without the straitjacket that I have imposed upon you? For me, I got to say, okay. It's a self-imposed straitjacket. I can deal with that in my musical listening life. For you, it's not self-imposed. It's imposed by your neighbor. It must be nice to break free of that for a week and actually have a bit of free time to listen to the bands that you want to listen to. How have you spent it? I, I listened to Soulfly. I, I dove back in and was listening to some old Soulfly. Uh, and then um, I was listening to Swamp Dog. Mm. It's just sort of this... Um, bluesy guitar player from i don't even know where he's from to be honest with you i could probably find it out he's been around for since the 70s and that's it's just yeah so swap dog soul fly i might have uh might have even dug into some stevie nicks there but swamp dogs um, from virginia okay are there swamps in virginia well yeah i guess uh dc was founded on a swamp wasn't oh, it? okay hmm. that's all right. I don't know. there's dogs they're dogs too. <laughs> so my listening has been based around Tool. I hadn't listened to the most recent Tool album, Fear Inoculum. A week's probably not long enough with it. Having said that, there's really only sort of four or five genuine songs on it, and then there's all these interludes with strange musical effects and bizarre electronic solos and stuff. Really good album, though, overall. I enjoyed it. It's a great album. It's mm. one of those albums where now if you if you put it away and you go back and listen to it a month later, yep. you're all you're gonna find all these nuances and elements that you didn't catch the first time around. I love that album. Yeah, I'm sure it's something you'll come back to. We've got a, a new band to choose today. We do record these for posterity, for our listeners, for ourselves. And, and you can explain the process and the thinking behind it. Let me first introduce who we are, though. We are Unshuffled. I'm Matt. You're Scott. And we are trying to bring back the album. We're doing that by choosing bands, one band at a time, a band that we know we should have listened to. We've heard of them some, or someone's told us about them. There's a feeling that we should have listened to that band, but we just never got around to it. So this is what we're doing here. And we're picking a band, and then we're starting with their first album. We're listening to it. We're discussing it on this podcast, and we're moving on to the second one. So very systematic. I like the way it's working. I've enjoyed the bands we've chosen so far. We're both very conscious of the fact that this is a big decision and one we have to get right. So we do this very systematically and we lay it out for our listeners to hear now they say you know you shouldn't 
see sausages being made. You're not going to eat the sausage. But in a way, we're sort of showing you how we make the sausage, how we, the thought that goes into this. You can explain the process now if you like, Scott. Should, should I tell them the rules? All right. So, <laughs> I'm such a rule guy. I'm sorry. I'm imposing these rules on you. Here is uh, here is our format. We have so we've eat, we're each coming into this with 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 five bands each. But so like for instance, coming into today, I've got eight bands on my list. I will see which five I share. So thankfully, we have space kind of on the back end to talk about those ones that didn't make the cut. But we're coming into this with five bands each. We we do not consult. And this is easier now that we're on separate continents, different parts of the world. But but I remember the difficulty of this the first the first time we did it, standing out by the trampoline, watching the watching the kids jump on the trampoline, thinking, okay, have you heard about this band? And you're like, no, 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 no. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> It's never been etched in stone that we have to go heavy, but we do tend to lean heavy. And I'm trying to think if there is a moment where we haven't. And I think, I feel like one of the bands on my list today is going to be maybe one of the least heavy ones we've put out there. Mm. Um, and, and in theory, where this all started was these are bands that we we sh we feel like we should have listened to but haven't, Right. I, I should have atomic bitch wax. I don't know if I ever would have come up, come to that on my own. I'm very glad I did. Uh, but, but Gojira was a band that I, I should have been more familiar with that. I wasn't, I am now. And so sort of that kind of drives some of my thinking in some of this. And then, um, I, the final band, We'll, we'll see. We'll see how this all shakes out. Maybe it's a band on both of our lists. Maybe maybe it's a band that we're, we're, we're reading about a band and then says sounds like and all of a sudden we land on that band. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. Now, last time we did this, we ended up with two bands and that might happen again, too. We might end up with two, three bands. We don't know. This is the beauty of this. Uh, the, the point zero episodes is where all that sort of laundry gets aired and we just see where we end up with and this will obviously guide the direction for the next uh, at least the next series of podcasts but it might even guide two or three series ahead we'll see where we where we finish at the end of the day i also feel like i have a better feel now for the types of bands that are going to suit the format of this podcast so i think number of albums was a key deciding factor in, in our earlier episodes we, you know when you have a big list of 20 albums you realize that's probably not going to be feasible for this format it's just going to be too long it'll take us too long to get through them all that I, that that alone i think is going to be a huge part in knocking at least two of these bands off of my mm. knocking me down from eight to six i think i've come into the, the previous ones we've done of this not not rooting for someone but but to, to, today I have a ringer that I'm intentionally trying to figure out where to slide in there, um, but I have this I have this fear that you actually know this band already, which is going to immediately make it null and void. We'll, we'll see how all that works out. All right, as we go through, we'll see if I can identify which one. Don't don't make it too obvious, because the more obvious you make it, the less likely I am. As my wife knows, if you if she wants me to do something, just Try and make make it feel like it was my decision. <laughs> Shall we get uh, into it? Let's do it. All right. I'd like you to go first, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and start with the band that I think is um, 
probably one of the least heavy bands that I've put out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's The Pretty Reckless. Okay. The Pretty Reckless. They just uh, released a new album. Right. So one thing we didn't mention to our listener, listeners is that uh, one person reads the band out and the other person then looks them up on all music or uh, Wikipedia or whatever and sort of reads the bio and, and sort of looks over them. So The Pretty Reckless, a hard rock quartet fronted by Taylor Momsen, best known for her starring role in the TV series Gossip Girl. Uh, so I'm looking at their all music biography, all music, one of my preferred sites for music information, a swaggering outfit influenced by rock, post-grunge and metal. The Pretty Reckless is the main musical vehicle for Taylor Momsen. Do you know Taylor Momsen? Do you know this actress? I didn't. I, she's, I, so I'm on Wikipedia. She's, she's highlighted blue. I know that her name keeps coming up. I don't, I, I don't know who she is. You haven't seen Gossip Girl? I've not seen Gossip Girl. Okay. So they're inspired by bands like Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Hole, and The Runaways. Following early chart success, the group broke through with 2014's Going to Hell, hitting number five on the Billboard 200 and topping the mainstream rock charts with the song Messed Up World, Effed Up World. They've got a loyal fan base. They have worked with Pearl Jam and Soundgarden drummer Matt Cameron. Eventually signed with Fearless Records in February 2021. Released their fourth full-length, Death by Rock and Roll. Very recent. Uh, so in their discography, they have four albums, which is a great number. 2010's Light Me Up, 2014's Going to Hell. 2016, Who You Selling For, 2021, Death by Rock and Roll. Highly regarded on AllMusic, all their albums that have been reviewed have got four stars. One of the things I like about this is they have a female singer. I'm conscious of the fact that to this point, our podcast has been two white guys talking about white guys making music. It'd be nice to get a little bit of diversity into the bands that we talk about. So at least we'd have some, you know, we'd have a, a female singer in this case. Obviously very popular, obviously highly regarded. I don't, so their influences, what did they say? Led Zeppelin, ACDC, so fairly mainstream rock. Right. I saw somewhere they were called post-grunge, whatever that means. The Pretty Reckless. What attracted you to them? They were... I saw some list of the most anticipated albums of 2021 mm -hmm. or the most, it was the most anticipated metal albums of 2021. Right. And, and their name, their name was on it. Yep. And I feel like I've heard of them. I feel like they did, they've done like, I've heard of Taylor Momsen, right? I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know that I've seen gossip girl. Maybe I have, maybe I've come across an episode, but I don't know. I felt like a band that I've, I've heard their name but yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about what they sound like or what they've done. I was like, all right, I'll put them down. A glammy trad rock sound. Okay, good. Thank you. Good first choice. My first choice is Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. 
Please tell us all about them. Have you heard of them? No, never. Okay. When you're about to tell so, me all about them. I'm about to tell you all about them. Let's get to the bio. I'm on all music. Somewhere out there in the multiverse of infinite possibilities exists a world where the Beatles recorded Helter Skelter. Decided to stop cutting their hair and never looked back. Did I read that right? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't that happen in our universe? Um, Anyway, the next best thing comes by way of Cambridge, England, Uncle Acid, the Deadbeats, psychedelic proto-metal. They evoke the melody of Fab Four fronted by Charles Manson, along with the creeping menace of early Black Sabbath. All right. It's a long bio. I'm looking at it too. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip to the end. 2018's Wasteland. All right, let's go to how many albums do they have? Let me check that out. Discography. We have four. No, five. Mm-hmm. Still very doable. First one, volume one, appropriately enough. And 2010, they on bouncing around between Rise Above Records and Metal Blade. Two good labels. Uh, yeah. And then most recent was Wasteland, 2018. What do you think of when you see the when you look at the cover art there and those little thumbnails? There's kind of a, a B movie esque vibe to them. Hmm. Uh, but it says, I mean, I, even in the description, it says describes them as lo-fi. Which I bet I bet they're kind of arty, like yep. art house kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the well, not the first part of the biography. I still don't understand what I read there. Um, <laughs> but the bit about uh, the melody of the Fab Four, the creeping menace of early Black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds pretty retro, doesn't it? It looks yeah. like the art to me brings to mind like some it's like Kubrick uh, Q- posters, like uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, that the one volume one looks like a MF Doom album cover, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, with that floating skull. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? Hmm. But I definitely get like the wasteland when you see those like uh, movie posters made in. Soviet era, mm. right? Like you see the Star Wars, the Soviet version of the Star Wars movie poster, and you're like, wait, what movie is that? Uh, yeah. I definitely see that. Mm. Anyway, that was my first pick. So, all right, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. All right, second band on my list. Let's hear it. This it, could be the one. I'm going to ring the bell when I when I think it's yours. Yeah, okay, top pick. fair enough. Uh, so it's called American Head Charge. I'm not ringing my bell yet. I think I've heard of these. They're a metal band, right? Like metal. Straight up metal. They're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of an industrial edge, I think. Uh, American head charge. Oh, three words. American head charge. Head charge isn't one word. Nope. Not according to all music. Okay. All right. Yeah, hard hitting industrial metal unit from Minneapolis. Born out of a chance meeting in rehab between Cameron Hickok and Chad Hanks, Minneapolis-based industrial metal collective American Head Charge match their brutally executed music with their behaviour. Hickok and Hanks, now known as Martin Cock and Mr. H.C. Banks III, formed AHC 
I like bands that have those abbreviations. AHC in the late 90s, releasing their critically acclaimed debut, War of Art, in 2001. Hmm. There's a keyboardist. Justin Fowler is the keyboardist. They played on OzFest in 2001 or the next OzFest. After which the group splintered into a violent, drug-fueled non-entity that became known for its onstage-slash-backstage mayhem more than its excellent musicianship. Uh, There were frequent trips back to rehab, occasional near-suicidal meltdown, but they did manage to filter their rage into creativity, resulting in their 2005 ambitious sophomore effort, Feeding. Uh, guitarist died, Brian Otterson, um, mm. who died of an accidental prescription drug overdose while on tour. Like a, a troubled band in many ways, but critically acclaimed industrial metal. And we've got four albums from 2001, 2005, 2007, and then a big hiatus before their most recent album in 2016. Any Anything you want to add about your choice or what led you to pick? But this, this is one of those bands that a, a good buddy of mine is, has been touting for years, and I just, I, I never, never found my way to listening. Hmm. Nice, nice choice. Be happy with any of those so far. All right, my second choice is a band that I'm, I suspect you're going to say. I know them, but anyway, I'll throw it out there. The band is called Swerve Driver, one word. Heard the name? I know, I know of them, but I don't know them. Well, you can tell us all about them. I sure can. The band who brought the car song into the shoegaze era, Swerve Driver, were formed in Britain in '90 fusing swirling textures of shoegaze aesthetic with the more traditional boundaries of pop. Uh, brilliant EPs, full-length debut in 91, toured with Soundgarden, lost some of the lead guys, 93 returned, got a new drummer, Jez. Jez. Mescalhead. Got a new bassist. Sounds like we'd have a busy Brownlow. Yeah, a few changes. A few changes. Uh, and then a couple of the guys continue on as Skyscraper. Then Swerve Driver on hiatus. 2007, come back. A couple new guys again. <laughs> um, what's, what's our most recent? Oh, here we go, 2019. It's hmm. our most recent release. So, shoegaze, huh? Shoegaze, which is not a genre that I'm overly familiar with. Their albums have, with the exception of the one from 98, their albums have, are highly regarded. Yeah, I think this is one of those sort of musicians' bands that, like the Melvins or, um, you know, one of those bands that people who are in the know were influenced by kind of thing. There's a... There's a Spanish band called Los Planetas that I, th- I think mm. they technically qualify as shoegaze. Right. And I, I really like them. Yeah, I don't know much about shoegaze. I, I'm guessing repetitive sort of 
guitar riffs, got a shimmering, not overly heavy. This is probably my I'm guessing this is going to be the least heavy band on my list, but they're on there. Swerve Driver. Next band is uh, Death Haven. All right. Now, I think I actually, I, I certainly know who they are. I, I'm going to ring my bell and say, this is your, this is the one you really want to listen to, right? Wow. What if it's not? Then I, <laughs> then I'm wrong. <laughs> but I've, 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 I've kind of played my hand because I've only got two left. <laughs> is it the one? No, it's not the well, one. Well, you tell me at the end. It's, this isn't it. Well, she, no, it's not the This isn't it. Okay. Right. I should have held it for the end. No, this isn't it. Right. Um, why are they coming up on my... I don't know. They're not coming up for me either. Let me go to All Music. So they had a very highly regarded album called Sun, something to do with the sun. It was the yeah. album of the year on a lot of lists uh, yeah. seven or eight years ago. Sun something. What was it called? Sunbather. Sunbather, yes, 2013. American post-metal band formed in 2010, originally based in San Francisco. They began as a two-piece with a singer and a guitarist. Interesting that that's all they had, a singer and a guitarist when they started out. Normally a two-piece would be a drummer. There would be a drummer and a sort of guitarist singer. Yeah, did they record under that two-piece, mm. I wonder? Uh, they had a demo album. That, that was all. Okay. But then they recorded. They recruited some new members and started a tour. Sunbather was released in 2013 to wide critical acclaim, becoming one of the best-reviewed albums of the year in the United States. So, oh, look at that! Uh, Shoegaze comes back in. There we go. So I'm sure Swerve, Swerve Driver would be one of their influences. Hmm. The whole shoegaze, black metal or post-black metal thing was being done 10 years before we were a band. So, yeah, that probably points to bands like Swerve Driver. Uh, so we've got four albums, 2011 Roads to Judah. They were on Death Wish. Now they're on Anti with their 2015 and 2018 releases. I'm guessing there's another album not too far away as well. I do know of the band. I think I may have listened to Sunbather once or twice, but never more than that. I wouldn't disqualify them on that limited listening, though. But, yeah, certainly critically acclaimed and were the darlings of the music scene seven or eight years ago. All right. Are we on number three for you? Yes. And the band is Abrams, A-B-R-A-M-S. And I suspect you're going to have trouble finding these on all music. Um, I'm, yeah, I am. Uh, but not to worry. I know where to find them because they're also on my list. Ah. If you look up Abrams Modern Ways, then you find them. Should I be ringing the bell? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you it's the other band. <laughs> it is the other band. Modern Ways by Abrams. All right, tell us about them. All right, sorry, hold up. I gotta. Well, I, I'll tell you what I have from my notes. Um, mm -hmm. They're from Denver, Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, four albums. Um, this their most recent album, 
modern ways is she was showing up on lists as one of the one of the best metal albums of 2020 mm-hmm. and that showed up on a couple lists and so that's where that's that's why i have them on my list mm-hmm. um there's what, four people in the band they're a quartet they've got i think oh i said four albums already they started in 2014 2013 um, so they're, I mean, prolific, if you think about it that way. Mm. And they're not easy to find anywhere. So I don't know if this is going to be one of those bands where we have a hard time coming across their albums. Oh, they'll be on Bandcamp, I'm sure. We'll get the digital copies. We might we might have some trouble getting the physical media. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we'll find them. Any other things to add or anything else from their I, bio? There's not. I can't really find a bio. Mm. I've just I've just found their their listing on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and then there's I mean there's loads of comments, mm. um, some people making comparisons to Dorfy, British alt rock band Dorfy, grunge legend Sprinkler. I I don't know either of these bands. Oh, Alice in Chains, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Opeth and Mastodon. Yeah, I've also heard them. Compared more recently to Torch, who are ah. one of my favorite bands. I don't know much about the Denver scene, but uh, yeah, the fact that they're on both lists obviously puts them up high in contention very early. Perhaps you might want to substitute one of your uh, three other bands in so that you get five. Yeah, I'll bring somebody in. But I'm guessing the next one is the Bell Ringer. So let's hear it. All right, Ghost. Mm, I was expecting Ghost. I was expecting them because the what was that list? There was some link of the best you sent me. We we, we had some link that we were both looking at the best metal albums each year or something for the mm-hmm. last twenty years. And Ghost were on it a lot. Yeah, they showed up a couple of times. Mm-mm-mm. Do you know oh, where they're from? They're from Sweden. That's mm. that's why I figured. That's why I figured you had already heard them. Mm. They um they seem theatrical, which sounds fun. Like there's a whole storyline, I guess, behind each album. Yeah, look, the makeup kind of puts me off. The the photos, the lead singer. I, I don't know if all the band wear makeup. The lead singer is always heavily made up. He wears these black robes with these. There's a lot of imagery surrounding this band. Let's hear. Oh, the artist biographies by our old friend Eduardo Rivadavia. Over surprisingly accessible metal and pop-driven hard rock, Swedish outfit Ghost deliver tongue-in-cheek sonic sermons centered on horror imagery, the occult, and occasionally satanic themes. Members of the band originally maintained a strict vow of anonymity, both on record and on stage, obscuring themselves with cloaks and heavy makeup. Ghost is fronted by lead singer Tobias Forge first known only as Papa Emeritus, whose anti-Pope appearance was recognisable with skull-faced makeup, cardinal robes, mitre, and thurible. I don't even know what a thurible is. Uh, It's quite a lengthy bio. I do know that this is a very highly regarded band. I think I saw one of their songs on, or maybe it was an album on a list of James Hetfield's favourite stuff. 
Only four albums. I like the sound of that. Here, I'm reading this last line of the bio. It says, in addition to sweeping radio-friendly hard rock swagger, they also employed funk bass lines, disco beats, fat horns, and analog synths. All right, hold up. <laughs> there, include an anthem about the bubonic plague. <laughs> I mean, how are you not intrigued? I'm very intrigued. I must say, I really am. Mm, tongue in cheek. So, I mean, how do we... I don't even know if I can classify this band from what I've read. They sort of look evil and and they sing about evil stuff, but it's all done with a sort of wink and a nod by the sound of it. Like, look at those first two album covers. Those are amazing. Hmm. They, this, could, this band could be a lot of fun. Tongue in cheek worries me slightly, I must say. I'm like... We've come from such an earnest band in, in Gojira, Some, someone that does take themselves seriously. This sounds like a band that certainly doesn't and, and sort of treats it all as a bit of a joke. That might be fun too. Mm. At the end of the day, what matters is the music, and I know this this is supposed to be great music and, and has a lot of fans in high places. Anyway, that was my ringer. Mm. I'm tossing up between a Swedish, Swedish band and a Japanese band. So while I decide that, I'll go for my fourth band, which is Paul Bearer. They just, like, just, just didn't make my list. Mm. Paul Bearer, here we go. Uh, oh, they're from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Do Metal Quartet. Penchant for extreme, monstrously thick heaviness has drawn fans from around the globe. Um, slow riff-centric, pioneered by Black Sabbath. That seems to be the, the unifying link between most between of the all band. heavy music. They, uh, oh, they covered a Billie Holiday song. Huh. Um, here we go. Um, Paul Bearer graphed layers of impenetrably, impenetrably sludgy guitars on an impossibly thick wall of oppressive, throbbing bass and drum bleakness. Oh, come on. <laughs> How good's that sound? <laughs> that envelops the listener. Oh. Uh, 2014's Foundations of Burden added a more glacial feel, <laughs> but retained the band's textures and dynamics. The original lineup came together in local metal scene in 2008. Woodshed for two years, developed a sound as bleak and oppressive as it was melodically expansive. All right, I'm tough for this song. Because this last one's getting, the most recent one's getting a lot of praise, isn't it? Absolutely it is. Yeah, I'm seeing that on a lot of best albums of the year lists. Anyway, so they've got four albums, which is nice, manageable. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to go there. I want to be enveloped. <laughs> I believe by glacial bleakness. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. Uh, I that. Jesus, they've got bleak album covers. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a walk in the park, but... Oh, it sure wouldn't. All right. I'm choosing between two bands. Mm. Tell mine. Okay. I've, got a, I've got another Swedish band on my list, mm. and... Uh, 
and I've got a an English band. Mm-hmm. The thing about the, the English band is the one they just have too many albums. They have nine albums. I'm, too many. I, and so I think I'm just going to go down that road. But it's Architects. Um, okay. But they've got nine albums, so I'm going to go with Tribulation, Swedish band. Okay. Tribulation. Occult-themed death, goth, progressive, and psych metal outfit based out of Sweden. The, now, there's two tribulations. So this, the one I'm reading says, not to, not to be confused with an earlier Swedish band who produced a few crossover thrash releases during the early 90s. This, no. new, this new millennium group, group named Tribulation formed in 2004. That's the one you mean? That's the one I mean. Spent the next few years experimenting with various extreme styles before settling on a speedy brand of death metal embellished with horror-themed lyrics. So, so we're quite on the death metal end of the heavy spectrum. Uh, quite a few albums. Uh, Do they? Or, or some, I don't know. It's hard to tell from that discog- discography. Maybe there's only there's only four with years on them. And there's a bunch of others. I don't know what they are. 2009's The Horror, 2015, The Children of the Night, 2018, Down Below. Alive and Dead at Sodra Tiatan. That sounds like a live album. It's hard to tell from that. Yeah. In earlier research, I thought I turned up five. But yeah, you're right. This does look like a lot more than five. Well, there's EPs, but I mean, we don't have to do the EPs. And then it sounds like they sort of switched tack. They had a very deathy start and then switched to a more occult-driven, goth, psychedelic, and traditional heavy metal oeuvre. Hmm. Swedish gets a big tick from me. Am I ready for death metal? Am I ready to do death metal on this podcast? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, but kudos to you for including a Swedish or two Swedish bands. So you're learning, Grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> We've never actually picked a Swedish band. That's the irony of this. Uh, so I'm choosing between a Japanese band and a Swedish band for my last choice. I'm going to go with the Japanese band. The Japanese band I'm choosing is called Baby Metal. Do you know Baby Metal? I know of baby metal. Mm. I know that they get quite the uh, visceral response, mm-hmm. but I've never heard them. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm all in on Japan. An unlikely but fascinating collision of J-pop and heavy metal. Tokyo's baby metal emerged in the early 2000s at the dawn of the kawaii metal movement, also known as kawaii core, or Cute metal. Huh. Um, first album, 2014, had international success with the single Gimme Chocolate. <laughs> uh, it sounds like my son wrote it. <laughs> their album titles are like Metal Resistance, Metal Galaxy, Early Lineup. Looks like it was a trio. They started from a traditional J-pop. Okay, so it sounds like there was like one of those tradition, like those J-pop bands that have you know like nine, fifteen people in it. Hmm. 
three of them broke off that started baby metal that their other hit song is called doki doki morning they are the youngest group to ever play budokan that's something uh they've opened for lady gaga oh they've opened for metallica corn well, that's kind of buried in there they've performed with rob halford mm-hmm the right. debut album was voted best metal album of the 21st century by readers of metal hammer three albums definitely manageable <laughs> or is it <laughs> i don't know if it is i just i hope that if we do do this i hope doki doki morning is your track to take the lead on <laughs> I don't know. Like, it sounds ridiculous, right? I mean, this sounds crazy, but Japan sounds crazy. And I, my feeling is, and one of the reasons I picked this, now I don't know anyone that's moving to Japan anytime soon. Do you? <laughs> I, I know a couple. <laughs> I know a couple. My feeling is, if you understand baby metal, you understand Japan. Now, I was there for a few days. I mean, I, I know nothing about Japan other than getting the feeling that this place is inscrutable. I, I'm not sure anyone can, any outsider can understand Japan, but my feeling with choosing Baby Metal was maybe there's something about this band that can unlock some, you know, is sort of a shortcut into the depths of the Japanese pop culture zeitgeist my my feeling is if you understand baby metal maybe you are you've gone some way to understanding modern japan so any reaction i've heard to baby metal like i said it i think has been just extremely visceral and what i'm intrigued by with baby metal i would love to do the baby metal podcast series and walk <laughs> out of it having absolutely enjoyed every single one of the albums hmm that's my hope. It's only three. I mean, it's not three albums. Right. I mean, that's manageable. Hmm. Anyway, I'm just throwing it out there. That yeah. meant having to throw away a Swedish band, which means for the first time ever on this podcast, I've dished up five bands and not one of them was Swedish. You chose two this podcast, Ghost and Tribulation. So on average, we've got one each this podcast. So I, I feel a little better knowing that. And I'll save mine for the next one. Oh, so I can't. I wanted to know who it was. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, the band is called Mammoth Storm, which mm. is supposed to be awesome. But anyway, I'll, I'll throw them up next time. All right. Any other bands that just missed your cut? Yeah, El Nino. But again, problem is they have eight albums. Yeah, and I think I've listened to one of them. Okay. Mm. Uh, there were a couple of others for me. I, I've always wanted to listen to Masters of Reality, which is that sort of Chris Goss, Stoner Rock, you know, sort of pre-Caius yep. Stoner Rock band, which I've just, which had Ginger Baker on drums at one point, which just sounds mad. I Again, I might hold them for the next time. I, I still want to listen to them. And there are a couple of others that were on my list that didn't make it. Windhand I've heard great things about. And I had a band called Horrific, which, had, which was a one-album band, which, again, I might throw up next time. Or I might just completely forget. Death and Roll, uh, horrific. I love Death and Roll. I think uh, Hatebreed was trying to make its way onto my list. But yeah, 
They're, they've been bubbling around the, the top ten of mine for a while too, I must say. Them and Machine – I'm surprised none, neither of us mentioned Machine Head this time because we're yeah. always talking about maybe we should do Machine Head one day. Wasn't I, But I thought the reason we knocked them off our list was they had too many albums. Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, we would take us a year to get through them. Hmm. All right, where's your head at? Where's your head at? Well, I mean, we both chose Abrams. Mm, yeah, so that jumps out. I am intrigued by baby. I'm intrigued by baby metal for multiple reasons. There's, mm. there's one, the fact that it does bring um, the female element into this that we had sort of mm. talked about with Pretty Reckless. Mm. Um, anything coming closer to understanding Japan, I'm all in on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they only have three albums. And the people that don't like them really don't like them. Mm. Really like them so I'm, I'm i guess i'm intrigued by that too it's not like we're it's not like we're gonna lose listeners that i mean they sound it sounds a little confected oh i'm sure it is aren't the, all those jape the it's just in that same vein of even like the boy bands where there's a mastermind behind the whole thing who's mm. a puppet master mm. but maybe not. i don't know that would all come out in the research i'm sure mm. of your list the one that jumps out at me is ghost mm-hmm Ghost were close to my list. I think I considered putting them on at one stage. I just know how highly regarded they are among musicians. I like the fact that they sound fun, like it's tongue-in-cheek. I feel like that might be a nice direction to go in after the very earnest band we've just covered in detail. I think a bit of of a wink and a nod from Ghost might, might be fun. But yeah, I also feel like we probably should do Abrams, given that we they sound great and, and they were on both lists. So where do we go? I don't know how to resolve this. I'm not sure. Do we want to call two bands from this one? I'm happy to. I'm happy to I mean, call three if you want. I mean, Baby Metal. I'm not sure I'm ready for Baby Metal. I mean, I threw they were on my list. Can I? Can we do it? Are we? Is our podcast ready for baby metal? <laughs> um, you know, we could. We could say Ghost and Abrams, and tomorrow, both of us give baby metal a quick listen. I think I like the fact that Ghost were juxtaposing a very earnest and serious band in Gojira with a very tongue-in-cheek band in Ghost. I like the way that follows. So I'm happy to go with Ghost now. I think they could be a lot of fun. I think mm-hmm. Abrams will be a little more serious. Let's call it Ghost, Abrams, parentheses, baby metal, double parentheses. Yep, I think that sounds good. I think we've got three bands there that, whether we cover them all or not, but that that gives us a, a really good base. And I, I'm I'm happy to go with Ghost. I think Ghost is going to be fun. I, th- I think that's going to be a real blast. Mm. And yeah, I mean it, it's about time we both heard Ghost, right? All right. Our nice. next band is Ghost. Well, we're done, and I, I'm happy with where we're, I'm, I always end up happy, and I'm happy that it came from your list and not mine. That was my goal at the start of today, and I like the fact that we've got a couple of options when we get to the end of Ghost. We don't have to do this all 
again. Thank you, listener, for listening to us as we've gone through this process. And again, the whole idea of this is for you to see what intentionality sounds like. This is what you got to do. Like, it's too easy to just hit random and just whatever Google or whatever the algorithm throws up, that's what I'm going to listen to. No, let's not do that anymore. Let's be intentional about it. Let's choose what we want to listen to. If you can do it with a friend, as we've done, then even better. Talk your way through it. Make the case for the band that you want to listen to and then listen intentionally, one album at a time. That's what this podcast's all about. Join us as we go on this journey with Ghost. Thank you to Small Stone for the introductory music. The band is called seven planets the album is explorer and the track is called vanguard well worth downloading if you haven't already great album great band great label thank you scott for going through this process with me and for choosing what i think is going to be an awesome band listen i'm so excited about listening to ghost all right yeah thank you thank you listener thank you man